Perek Sadi Bet Sefer Tehilim Psalm 92 of the Book of Tehilim. Before we delve into the Mizmor, once again, just a little bit of background as to who actually composed the Mizmor and for what reasons. There are two opinions, primarily in the Mefarshim, that mention who was the Mashorer of this Mizmor. The first opinion states that like the last Mizmor, the author of this Mizmor was Moshe Rabbeinu. And that Moshe Rabbeinu composed this Mizmor when he surveyed the suffering of Bnei Israel at the hands of the Mitzrim in Mitzrayim. And as we go through the Mizmor, we'll see that this makes a lot of sense, as there's a stark contrast between Sadiqim, the righteous, and the Resha'im, at the wicked, as well as what is lays in store for each of them. And we can see how that was probably the emotion that was stirred up into Moshe when he saw that the Resha'im, the Mitzrim, were beating the, his brethren, B'nai Israel, and he wanted to reassure people that, and to console them that, don't worry, the wicked will get whatever they deserve, and the Sadiqim that are being whipped, B'nai Israel. By these Rishaim, the Mitzrayim, will also get their reward, Le'olam Va'id. Second opinion is that Adam Harishon was the composer of this Mizmor. And he does so right at the time when Shabbat is ready to be ushered in on the first uh, week, quote-unquote, of creation. And when he surveys all that is great in the world, as well as all of the iniquities that people possess or that the world possesses and he laments and contrasts them and says that don't worry at the end of days in a yom that is kulo shabbat everything will be restored and will be uh, will be good on a peshat level the mishorer is talking about regular everyday people sadikim who may err and when they look around and they see the Rasha'im flourishing, they believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's judgment is Has Shalom faulty. And in the, probably one of the most famous lines in this Mizmor, when it talks about Ishba'ar, which is a, a boor, a man that has no knowledge whatsoever, and a kesil, a fool, that they can't comprehend God's judgment and infinite wisdom, it is this point that they fail to comprehend. That no matter what it may seem that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving the Resha'im, even if it is prosperity and positive things in this world, it is fleeting and at the end of the day, they will be punished. And because, and why does the Mizmor call them fools and, and, and empty people? Is because they usually, most people who are in this category or who lament and say, oh wow, look, you see, the Rishaim, they're flourishing. They often leave the presence of God because of this. This Rasha Vetovlo bothers many people and can steer them off the path. And it is this that the Mishorer wants to make sure that Chas Shalom, we never think. This concept connects back to the first line, which we'll read in a moment, that it's Mizmor Shir Liyom HaShabbat, 
the Gemara on Masechet Rosh Hashanah, tells us, and it's also in uh, Masechet Tamid, when it talks about the Shir Shel Yom of each day, that this is the reason why it was mentioned in, as a Shir Shel Yom in the temple on Shabbat, because two reasons. One, that many people were gathered, congregated on Shabbat, and this was of utmost importance. And mostly to, and secondly, and mostly to make sure that everybody understood this concept. That the Sadiqim, they get their reward, and the Rasha'im, they get punished. And that was something that we, me- we needed to make sure was something that everybody understood. And it also could reference the end of days that a Shabbat, like we mentioned, a Yom Shekulo Shabbat, that everything is going to be positive and taken care of with Hashem's ultimate judgment being uh, placed on the land and the entire world, and everybody seeing that He is one on that day. We are now going to read the Mizmor, line by line. Mizmor Shir Yom HaShabbat Mizmor, a song, Shir, with also music, which we'll see later. Le'yom HaShabbat. That it was uh, specifically uh, composed for Shabbat. Now the righteous man is talking. Tov lehodot l'adonai uzamer l'shimcha elyon. It is good to praise and Acknowledge the hodot being modeh lahakadosh paruchu uzamer l'shimcha alyon, and to sing a praise to his name, Elyon meaning the exalted one, hakadosh paruchu. Pasu gimel lehagid baboker hasdecha veemunatecha balelot to tell talk about or to relate your kindness in the day. And your faith, emunah, or your confidence in us, balelot, at night. Here the rabbis want to point out, we see a contrast between day and night, that the day has certain things that we show, that we showed HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where it would be chesed, and, and, um, and, 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 and all of its kindness that he has to him. But all we have to do at night, where it's a time of turmoil, and, uh, and there's a lot of evil in the world that comes out at night, all we have to do is, there's nothing we can do but just rely on his confidence in us. Uh, we have to have total and complete faith in him or, to get through the night. As we mentioned before, here comes the musical instruments that we're praising out HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ale Asor, and Asor is a musical instrument that has ten strings. Ale Navel, Ale Navel also, Navel itself is just like the Asor. It's the same musical instrument according to many opinions, the ten-stringed instrument. And according to the Gemara, Masechet Arachin, it tells us that this instrument, the Asor, what accompanied, accompanied together with the chinor had such a beautiful sound, chinor is the harp, that it pale any other instrument sounded naval, disgraced in front of it. That's why it says, ale asor ve'ale navel, ale higayon, singing, bechinor, and accompanied with the harp. So you had this asor, or navel, together with singing and a harp. That's how we should be praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the most beautiful way possible. Here 
Here the rabbis, they point out that you'll notice how simahtani is in the singular. And we're going to see a lot of different, uh, different words here being said in the singular because it is unlike in other places, this Mizmor wants to impress upon us that it is a person seeing an eyewitness account of the destruction of the Rashaim. Instead of telling about it, and let's say a third person or an absentee a, a, a presence where he's not really there in, in Lashon uh, Nistar, here it's actually a first person account of the Rashaim's destruction. And that's something that we need to be mindful of throughout the whole Mizmur. One more time, Pasuk here. For you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, gladdened me with all of your deeds that you've done. At the works of your hands, I'm going to sing out a, 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 an amazingly happy song. How great are your ma'asim, your deeds, Hashem. And here's the theme that we spoke about before. Me'od That your thoughts, right, are amok. Amok is deep or, uh, or profound. those thoughts. Now what are those thoughts? Those thoughts about how HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to uh, run his world with Fasadikim giving them things, Rashaim giving them things. It's a deep judgment. We can't comprehend it. And the person who tries to comprehend it often errs. As evidence from the next Pasuk, Pasuk Zayin. Ish ba'ar lo yeda, uchsil lo yavin et The person who's a bur, va'ar, who's an empty of all thoughts and knowledge, lo yeda, he can't know. Uchsil and the fool, lo yavin et He won't understand this. What's this? What's the zot? The zot of the machshevot, the calculations of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now the Mishorid proceeds to come and tell us in the coming Pesukim what you see on the Rishaim is going to be fleeting. And there's a, there's a stark contrast between the flourishing of a Sadiq and the flourishing of a Rasha. Pasuk Chet. Bifroach Rishaim kemo Aisev. The blossoming or the blooming of the Rasha is like grass. We'll see in the later Pesukim how, uh, how that compares. Okay, what does it mean that it's like grass? Ve'yatzitzu kol po'ale aven. And again, ve'yatzitzu parallel to bifroah, that this blooming of all of po'ale aven, the doers of evil, aven, le'hishamedam ad. Even though it seems that these, these uh, blossoms, these fruits that they are going to be showing are permanent, they're not. Le'hishamedam ad. They're going to be destroyed for Olam Va'ed, for eternity. But while the Rishaim are fleeting, you, you remain, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, exalted forever. Pasuk Yod. The repetition in this Pasuk, Ki hine oyevecha Hashem, for behold, your enemies, Hashem. And then again, Behold, your enemies, right? Yovedu, they're going to perish. And Yitparedu, they'll be scattered 
all of these evildoers will be scattered. Vatarem kirem karni. Again, karni keren sheli. Right, this person, singular, the mishorer, horns will be raised up. Baloti b'shemen anan, and they will be saturated with fresh oil. And again, like we said, vatarem kirem karni. This is a, an imagery that's used uh, many different times in, throughout the Tanakh. The elevation of the horn, raising it up, let's say like uh, the, the, the re'em, there's mahloket as to which animal this exactly is, the ox, the bison, um, even in, uh, in a midrash uh, referencing to maybe it's the unicorn, right, because keren sheli, it's only one. Karni baloti anan. Not only is it going to be raised up and shown as if my pride, meaning I'm going to overcome my enemies, but I'm going to be saturated with this very fresh, this very fresh oil. And this fresh oil is going to show for success. Again, the singular. Which means as follows. My own eyes gazed. My eyes have seen these enemies or a, or a foe. When those who would harm me, they rise up against me and my ears heard it. Sadiq, in Pasuk Yod Gimel, Sadiq katamari frach ke'erez balibanon yisgeh. That this righteous, but the righteous man, he is going to blossom like a date palm, katamar. And not only like that, ke'erez balibanon yisgeh. That this cedar tree in uh, the, uh, the cedars of Lebanon, which were amazingly powerful and were a symbol of everlasting, uh, everlasting, uh, everlasting uh, life and prosperity, they're going to grow tall. Now the rabbis point out over here why these two trees uh, in comparison. So katamar, tamar, it has it bears fruits. And it is still, it, it lasts for a long time. But whatever the tamad is lacking, let's say, as Radak points out, the, the Erez, the cedar tree of Lebanon, has, has those deficiencies. And just to, just to list a, a few of them, uh, reading from the, the Radak brings this down, where he says that the cedar tree, one of its one of its amazing uh, character traits is that let's say the roots get cut, the, uh, the, the trunk gets cut down, the cedar tree falls down. It's all that's left are, is the stump, is the, is the, is the, bottom, of the bottom of the tree. The cedar tree can regenerate, while as the tamar cannot regenerate. So in just to praise and use the tamar because it has the sweetest fruits, and of course the sadikim, he yields students, the Sadiq has students and has uh, mitzvot and Torah that are the fruits. Not only that, if you seemingly cut him down, or even after he perishes and passes away, his legacy remains forever. And that's one of the major reasons why we have the Tamar plus the cedar tree as the imagery together in this Pasuk. Because it's not just about the fruits, it's also about the lasting forever.
And as we mentioned, that's one of the key th- parts of this Mizmor, that the Sadiq and his rewards and his, what, uh, his goodness that he, that he does for this world lasts forever, whereas the Rasha is fleeting, even if though it looks like he's prospering. Pasuk Yodalit, Shetulim Bebet Adonai Bechatzrot Elohenu Yafrihu. Again, two halves of the Pasuk. Shetulim Bebet Hashem. It's planted, Shatul, it's entrenched in the house of God, meaning again, this is the Sadiq. Bechatzrot Elohenu Yafrihu. And in the, in the Hatzer, in the courtyard of God, it's going to continue to flourish. Od Yenubun Beseba. That they will still be bearing fruits in Seva, when they're old. In their old age, it'll still be giving fruits. And they'll, instead of being dried up when you're old, you'll be full of, uh, of Deshenim is like, Dashen is like sap, and Vera'ananim is, is, is a fresh, uh, almost a newness. So even if they are old, they're still giving fruits and they're still saturated and they still are fresh. Again, referencing the, referencing the Sadiq. Here the Hachamim, they point out the difference between a Sadiq and a Rasha. That the Rasha who has forsaken Torah in his youth and was most likely only attending to material possessions and, and his body were his body needs more and more nurturing as he gets older, and therefore he forsakes his intellect even more in his old age, and he becomes confused and dried, and there's a lack of clarity. But the Sadiq, who's constantly all about intellectual development and connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on the spiritual plane, as he understands more and more about the world and amasses knowledge, the older he gets, the more fruits there are. Just a beautiful uh, peshat. And, and, and imagery from the Pesukim. Final Pasuk in Tedzain. Lehagid ki ashar Adonai suri velo avlata bo. To declare that Hashem is yashar, just. Which is again, brings it full circle over here, which is the whole point of the Mizmor. Suri velo avlata bo. He's my rock. Where there is nothing wrong. The Avel is there's nothing, no injustices with him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a thousand percent just. An interesting closing note. There's a Kri Uchtiv here. In the final word of, like we said, of Avel, of, in, of injustice or, or, or wrongdoing. That the Vav is, is hidden. The, the Ketiv is Ayin Lamid Taf He. But you're pronouncing the Vav, Avlatabo. And it symbolizes how God's true, again, the theme of the Mizmor, how God's true justice is hidden from us. But nevertheless, it's there, it's present, and it is a thousand percent correct.